friends, welcome back to the Self-Care Take Care podcast. I'm your host as always, John DeRosier. In the first episode of the series, we looked at what self-care means, what self-care is and isn't, and finally, what varying effects it can have on an individual's mental health. In this second episode of the podcast series, we will explore the effects that self-care can have on our development and future relationships. Just like in the last episode, I just want to reiterate that I am not a medical licensed practitioner, mental health expert, addiction expert, nor a registered therapist. What I discuss in the podcast series are all personal examples and lessons learned, and I'm drawing on my own experiences as well. My only hope is that hearing these issues and struggles that you or others might be going through will give you some hope and some happiness knowing that you're not alone in the fight. Having a mental illness of any kind can be one of the hardest things to cope with, especially on a daily basis. Think for a moment of any illness or problem that you or others deal with, but add in a mental illness in which there's no known cure or a cast to remedy it like a broken bone. This is the reality for a massive amount of people, most of which don't have much resources or support to get them through the day. However, mental illness is not just in your head, It can also be often physically draining as well. Feelings of self-doubt, worthlessness, dread. Those are the only small amounts of thoughts and feelings that are felt every day by people that are affected. Although these are extremely difficult to deal with, your energy goes towards dealing with these thoughts and feelings regardless if you're feeling drained and exhausted without a physical exertion or exercise throughout the day. When looking at mental health, It's of utmost importance to have a self-care routine that serves your needs and issues, as well as the stuff we've talked about in the previous episode. There is, however, a big correlation between maintaining your relationships and a good self-care routine that helps nourish and maintain those healthy relationships. just joined us you're listening to the self-care take care podcast series the second episode my name is john derogier i'm your host as always welcome back i thought we'd take a deeper look into the topic at hand when someone's suffering from mental illness it's not only that person that can end up suffering as well certain illnesses can leave you more apprehensive to answer messages or pick up the phone and even a dear friend or a loved one who is on the other line This is due to the overwhelming thoughts going on in their heads, but also their low energy levels, their tiredness as a result. This can leave the recipients feeling as though they are being ignored or not appreciated and loved. For those not familiar with a mental illness, it can be hard to feel those feelings. It's natural to think that they don't care or they're ignoring you, but it could not be farther from the truth in my opinion. To be fair, it is only natural to correlate a long wait between replies with a feeling of abandonment or being ignored. The war that is going on in someone's head that suffers from mental illness is just that, a war. It's invisible to the naked eye, 
And that makes it hard for people to see and intervene and try to help out that person if you don't know something's wrong. They have so much going on through their heads and so many emotions that they haven't even noticed before. There's too much going on and they don't remember or they don't focus on who has reached out to them. And now me personally, I know that this happens to me and I have done it as well to others. And believe me, once I know or somebody else knows that they've missed a call or text from someone that they care about, they feel just as bad, if not worse, than the person that was ignored. Friendships and relationships can come and go, naturally or by circumstance. Not everyone has the patience or the tools uh, to be there for someone with mental illness. It is hard, there's no denying that, and it takes a lot of understanding and empathy to continue a relationship like that. It's not an obligation to be there for somebody, but rather for mutual love and respect for one another that transcends the complications of that given illness. It is not a sign of a bad person or weak character if you can't continue that relationship or friendship with someone suffering with that type of mental illness. It's a lot to handle and it takes considerable effort and understanding. Self-care in this case can involve not so much looking within, but reaching out when you can. For instance, a, a simple phone call can make a world of difference to your overall mood and temperament. Knowing that someone took that time to hear from you can ease the frustration or worry that you're experiencing. It is that simple act of reaching out to someone and letting them know that you're there for them in a positive way. And that way you can incorporate those either daily, weekly, monthly calls or visits and they can incorporate that into their self-care routine. The recurring theme I'm going back to consistently throughout this episode is the fact that reaching out to somebody and maintaining and mending those relationships is of the utmost importance in your self-care routine and is often missed. It's not easy to admit to somebody that you may not have that relationship with that you are going through something that A, you can't explain, won't explain, or is too difficult to bring up. Now again, I want to reiterate, it is not a sign of weak character or a bad person. If it is difficult or too difficult to continue that relationship with somebody that is affected by a mental illness, it's difficult. There is no denying that whatsoever. Just a small gesture can make a world of difference for somebody that is experiencing a mental illness and is struggling to find a good self-care routine that takes care of the things that they need to take care of. Now, as we go on to the last episode upcoming in the next podcast series, I'll go into more of the technical aspects of what a self-care routine can look like, where to start, what to do, what that should include, and again, just as I've reiterated in the first and this episode as well, it's not going to look the same for everybody. Everyone has different needs, desires, things that they need to improve on. So it's not going to be a copy and paste sort of deal with these self-care routines. It has to be catered towards you. And that does require a lot of inward thinking and inward reflection, which again is difficult. None of this is easy.
I start to wrap things up, just want to take a brief moment here just to thank Irv Ratushniak, Alana, and of course Karen. All three teachers helped us along the journey here to uh, get us to a podcast series uh, where we can feel comfortable speaking, giving us a lot of the tools we need to learn the software that we use to develop these episodes, to edit them, and of course the writing as well with Alana and Karen. They've been amazing uh, along with Irv. They've all just been amazing teachers. And I just wanted to take a brief moment just to thank them, uh, just to give us a little bit more of an opportunity to, to learn a little bit more, especially with this distance-based learning. Now, I know it's been an adjustment for myself. I can only imagine for other people. I know everyone's a little different. With this COVID world, it's just been kind of a nice reflective time as far as looking inward. And that's, again, part of the theme of this podcast series is, is just doing those really difficult things. So just taking a, taking a second to to really think about what you're wanting out of life and what you feel you need to succeed in the future. And those things are, are very hard to understand, first off, but they're also even harder to put into practice, especially in a self-care routine. Now, I will, in the conclusion, be touching on what we will be talking on next episode which is that the final episode of this podcast series i've been speaking a lot on the mental illness aspect of self-care i know that is not part of only part of self-care however i do feel that with my personal experience with these mental illness aspects of self-care i find that i can kind of make this a double-edged sword where I can kind of speak about self-care and its practical aspects, what it is, what it isn't, again, but also relate it in a way that I can understand myself and that I can come across to you, the listener. I find this helps both parties, me and you guys, uh, just to understand and kind of put it into words what maybe some people are feeling, what some people are thinking, and I just find that it's the best course of action with a podcast such like this. up with just a brief little conclusion um, and then just some final reflections and thoughts. So we've talked a lot about some complex and very unique experiences and concepts that are very foreign and can be foreign to a lot of new listeners. It is not easy to talk about mental illness in general, much less, again, looking inward. And it is that much harder to incorporate the things that you need to incorporate in order to get to that next level in your self-care routine. Because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to bring it up because it invokes those unpleasant memories that we're just trying to avoid bringing up. Like I've said in the past, what I hope to achieve with this series is to make it a little easier 
for others to open up about their experiences without that stigma or that fear of being a bummer. It is something that one can't go through alone and requires others to be there for someone in any way they can. I hope hearing my thoughts and experiences can relate to how you're feeling and that it can bring you some happiness or some solace knowing that you aren't alone and that these battles aren't only yours to bear. Now, on the next episode of the podcast series, the last episode, I'll be bringing on a special guest who's a registered nurse. She's done a lot of work on mental health, self-care in particular. I hope that hearing a professional registered nurse speak on this topic can lend a little bit more of a credibility to the podcast series and give you that extra peace of mind on those sensitive topics that we cover and have covered throughout the series. I just want to thank you guys so much again for tuning in to the Self-Care Take Care podcast. It's been a pleasure to, uh, to ramble on with you guys. And uh, have a blessed day as always, and take care. Thank you.